Dear desire of every name. 
Good morning. Welcome to Aldersgate United Methodist Church, present and online, present in both ways. We are glad you are here with us, and especially we welcome today York Comprehensive High School. <laughs> He'll tell you why they're clapping later. They, ha they have a lame pastor sometimes. But we're glad you're here. And uh, we hope that uh, this will be meaningful for you too, because it's meaningful to us. A few things to share with you. We are supporting the churches, the denominations Give Love campaign. It goes to support missionaries. It, it is uh, a way of funding our global disaster relief and recovery. I want you to hear that second R there. We know that people go in, in including us, right after a disaster, right after an emergency, or right in the middle of an emergency. What a lot of people don't know is that we stay. And we don't leave until families have been helped and are in a much better situation than we found them. So that is the recovery part of that. Also, it goes to, to taking care of basic human needs across the world. It's a huge initiative, so feel free to write huge checks. And if you do that, make them out to the church. Uh, and in the memo line, put give love, and we will make sure that gets to the right spot. If you are participating in Santa's helper card delivery, the deadline is today. Uh, put addresses of church members, this is for church members, on the envelopes. Uh, no stamps, that's what we're trying to, to save you some costs there. Uh, and, and what will happen is you will pick up your bundle of cards in the fellowship hall after the Christmas Eve candlelight communion service. And anybody who doesn't pick them up, uh, those will figure out what to do at a later time. We'll deliver them to you or hold them for you, whatever is required. Al, would you like to speak about commitment cards, please? Why, yes, thanks for asking. <laughs> so a couple of weeks ago, we mailed out uh, giving statements through no end of September, October, I think. Um, and also included our 2023 Aldersgate admission commitment cards. So, and today we're going to turn those in. If you do not have yours for whatever reason, whether you didn't get your mailing, like some may not have, or maybe you just left it at home. Uh, we will have some of these passed out uh, probably a little bit later, before the offertory. But during the offertory, we're going to do it a little bit different. We're going to have the ushers in the front with the off offering plates, and everybody can come bring in their offering, bring their commitment cards. Those of you that uh, won't, cannot be walking, we'll have the ushers go, go through and, and gather yours too. Um, still, this is, um, and if you don't give it today, then you can give it next week, 
or the week after, but today is we're kind of committing that for, for this time for that. And now, considering giving, there's an opportunity for, you know, using online giving, push pay. I know I use that, and several other members do use push pay. It makes it very convenient. And you say, I'm going to set it up for a weekly or biweekly or, you know, a month, once a month, and you don't have to worry about it anymore. It's just going to, your gift is to the church will go automatically. And that, that's very convenient, especially if you're out of town and say, oh, I forgot to give. Well, in this case, it'll be automatic. So uh, take a look at that. And um, so I'll get these, car these cards, those of you that need one, out here shortly. Thank you. Thank you, Al. Also, you, you should have noticed by now that instead of these beautiful Christmas flowers, we are collecting food. And uh, we, we are asking that, that it be easy opening pop-tops, uh, things like pop-tarts, uh, so we can also use what you donate in our blessing box where people in the neighborhood can stop and get something to eat. If, if you want to put in plasticware, that would be nice also. Uh, and uh, we are going to give most of this to, to food pantries in the local area. We're associated with two of them ourselves. Saturday is the Christmas Eve candlelight communion at 6.30. Sunday is Christmas Day. We will have our regular schedule, but we're all wearing Christmas sweaters. So find your favorite, your ugliest, your fanciest, your funniest, and put it on and come to church. Dorothy Day's Kitchen is on January 4th. So the hymn sing on January that we normally have on the fifth Sunday of the month. Well, January's a month with five Sundays. And so we're going to start the new year right. And we're going to do that with a hymn sing. And uh, so sign up list? Nope. Just come and call them out. Oh, that'll work. That'll be great. All right. Any other announcements this morning? Great. Some of you have offered to help sort the Christmas cards. Anybody that's available and can help us, we could use your help tomorrow morning, nine, between 9 and 9.30, and it's going to be several hours. Thank you. Just another reminder that we are collecting a love offering for our wonderful, dedicated Aldersgate staff. And next Sunday is the last Sunday. So please help SPRC in honoring um, our wonderful people who keep the church going all year. Um, you may put your check in the collection plate or use the online giving alternative. And you may see um, Wayne Miller if you have a problem uh, and don't know how to use that. Thank you. Wayne will come over to your house night or day, anytime you want. 
Hill. Good morning. I just wanted to uh, say we do have uh, some family members of some of my students who are here in the congregation today, so we're glad to have you visiting with us today. Um, we're trying to share a lot of music with you today, and we hope that you will enjoy that. I don't have all of my group here today. We have some that are sick and some that have uh, some other obligations, but these fine volunteers uh, volunteered to come and sing. Um, and amongst you today are the lovely folks who normally sit up here. And they will lead you in singing out here, but they are anxiously awaiting this afternoon at four o'clock where we will present our lessons and carols. And uh, they have worked really, really hard and it's gonna be a lovely service. Uh, Greg and Audrey are doing the readings for us. So there is no bulletin so that you can focus on what you see and hear, uh, the lessons that will be read and the songs that will be sung. Uh, so please come and join us this afternoon at four o'clock. Thank you. Anyone else?
the lighting of the candles, and the coming of the Christ child to our hearts and lives. Let us join in our call to worship. In this place and among your people gathered, O come, Emmanuel, into this broken world, O come, Emmanuel, into this busy place that we call home, O come, Emmanuel, into cold hearts and dulled minds, O come, Emmanuel, where there is no peace, O come, Emmanuel, where people walk in darkness. O come, Emmanuel, into our hearts and lives. O come, Emmanuel. 
Good morning. Good morning. Today we are going to talk about love, specifically God's love. St. John wrote, God is love. As we gather around the Advent wreath today, we celebrate God's love sustaining us moment by moment, regardless of our actions or circumstances. God's love is embodied in Jesus and in each one of us. Because of this, we say, we believe in love. Our scripture, 1 John 4, 7 through 8. Beloved, let us love one another because our love is from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and knows God. Whoever does not love does not know God, for God is love. We light this candle to proclaim the coming of the light of God into the world. With the coming of this light, there is love. Such great love helps us to love God and one another. Let us pray. Oh God, we thank you that she just so showed your love for every person, old people and young, sick people and those who are strong, rich people and those who were poor. Your love in Jesus changed the world. For this reason we say, we believe in love. Amen. come forward? No? Not yet. We will not invite any children forward. No children today, a week before Christmas Day.
now Audrey will come forward and give us a children's sermon that's just as good as what we just heard. I was going to say, what a blessing. I hate I have to follow that. <clears throat> but thank you so much. Al did ask me to uh, make a quick announcement. Um, if you do not have your commitment card or did not receive a commitment card, if you would like put your hand up, he'll be glad to bring you one. Good morning. How is everybody? Good. You're getting excited? A little bit? Yeah, a little bit. I know, I know. Don't you just love all the Christmas decorations during the season? We see colorful ribbons and bows, bells, candles, stars, and lots and lots of angels. Has anybody been out looking at Christmas lights yet? Oh, it's so much fun, isn't it? So much fun. Now, I brought some things this morning that all have a couple things in common. Yeah, they're all Christmas decorations. This one's very fragile. She's very old. Okay, what do all of these things have in common? They're all angels. That's exactly right. They're different types of angels, but they are all angels. Why do you see so many angels at Christmas time? Okay. Anybody else know why we see lots of angels at Christmas time? Okay, yes. Probably the first thing we think about when we see angel decorations at Christmas is the angels that appeared to announce the birth of Jesus to the shepherds. Okay, that's what they're famous for. But an angel is important to Christmas even before Jesus was born. What do we know about angels? Okay, Lord's, the Lord's servants, angels bring news from God. Okay, one of the things we know about angels is they have these things called wings, right? They have these things called wings. Our Bible lesson tells us about a visit from an angel. Joseph and Mary were engaged to be married. Can you imagine the thoughts? that came to Joseph's mind when he discovered that Mary was going to have a baby and they were not even married yet? Joseph was a good man and he didn't want to disgrace Mary publicly, so he decided that it would be probably better if they broke off their engagement very quietly. While he was considering this, though, an angel appeared to him in a dream. And that angel said, Don't be afraid to take Mary as your wife. The angel told him, The child that is inside her was conceived by the Holy Spirit, and she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus. 
for he will save all the people from their sin. When the angel of the Lord had spoken and made God's plans clear to Joseph, Joseph was obedient and did what he said. He didn't have to understand how everything was going to happen. He didn't need to worry about what anyone else would think or say. Joseph trusted and obeyed God. Sometimes you and I find ourselves in situations when we really don't know what to do. Like Joseph, we might ask ourselves, what do I do now? If we listen carefully, God will tell us what to do. He probably won't speak to us through an angel, but he will speak to us through the Bible. It's up to us to listen for God and to obey what God says. Okay? I wish you all a Merry Christmas, and let's bow our head, heads and close our hands for a short prayer. Dear God, we are so filled with your joy by the many lessons we learn, and we accept Jesus as God's Son. Help us read your word and listen as you give us all the answers to life's difficult questions. In Jesus' name, all the children said, Amen. Thank you, boys and girls. must share with you before we sing is a murmuring dove nearby that this piece of music in my experience of many years of teaching and directing may be the best marriage of text and music of any song I've ever encountered it refers to the stable and the birth of the Christ child but it also foreshadows what will happen later is the donkey that's in the stable at the birth the same donkey that Christ will ride in Jerusalem? As you listen to this text, think about what we're preparing to celebrate, the birth, but also how that connects with the sacrifice that Christ made for us.
we want to remember Hope this morning. We want to remember Charlie's sister today. Others that we can remember in prayer. Harry. Ronnie and Phyllis. Y'all have met one of our visitors here today. Leanne, let's read, please. Al Palmer, Betsy Abernathy, and Teresa McSwain. Let us pray. Lord Jesus, in a manger, you were the King of glory. When you attended weddings and funerals and staggered the world with miracles, you were the King of glory. When you called your disciples and invited them to walk with you to a new kingdom, you were the King of glory. When you breathed and flames descended and the Holy Spirit moved in our hearts, you were the King of glory. When you were hanging on a cross between two thieves, you were the King of glory. When the tomb was found empty, you became the King of glory forever. When we hear your voice saying, follow me, you become our King of glory forever. In a season when every heart should be happy and filled with light, Many of us are struggling with the heaviness of life. Everywhere we turn, the world's message is, be afraid. Your message has always been, be at peace. In a world where worry, not peace, prevails, stir up that good news in us again. Make it real in our hearts. We need your peace. Will the bills get paid? Will the terror stop? Will that person I love get better? Will my child find the right path? Will COVID ever end? What about Ukraine and other places living with war? What about poverty and hunger and homelessness? King of glory, come and reign over us. Come and reign in us. King of glory, bring rest for the weary, victory for the battle-scarred, and your magnificent peace to the anxious.
comfort the brokenhearted. Come to the mangers of our hearts. Come to the manger of this church. Find your manger in our ministries. In our love for each other. In our love for this community. Find your manger among our troops and their families. Find your manger among those who protect us. Find your manger in the lives of those who devote themselves to caring for others. Find your manger in our lives. Find your manger among those who need you the most, those whose names were lifted up, and those who love them. We lift up their names again before you. Lord Jesus, we adore you. We adore you because you spoke to us in the law and challenged us in the words of prophets. We adore you because you still come to us through other people and their love and concern for us. Through men and women who need our help. We adore you, for you will come again, giving us salvation and eternal life with you, God of past, present, and future, King of glory. Find your manger in our prayers, especially now as we pray together the prayer you still teach us to pray saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil, for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. I invite the ushers to come forward. Uh, they will be remaining up front and holding the plates for your communion, for your commitment cards, if you would like to give your offering that way. That would be certainly more than welcome, but then they'll also, at the end, for those unable to come forward, will come back to you.
Good morning. Good morning. Our Psalter selection for today is Psalm 80 on page 801 in your hymnal. We will be singing the... Um, thank you very much. <laughs> Shepherd of Israel, you who led Joseph like a flock, you who have enthroned upon the cherubim, shine forth in the presence of Ephraim, Benjamin, and Manasseh. Stir up your night and come and save us. Restore us, O God. Let your face shine that we may be saved. O Lord God of hosts, how long will you be angry with your people's prayers? You have fed them with the bread of tears and given them tears to drink in full measure. You make us the scorn of our neighbors and our enemies laugh among themselves. Restore us, O God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved. brought a vine out of Egypt, you drove out the nations and planted it. The mountains were covered with the shade, the mighty cedars with its branches. It sent out its branches to the sea and its shoots to the river. When then have you broken down its walls so that all who pass along the way may pluck its fruit? The boar from the forest ravages it, and all that moves in the field feeds on it. Turn again, O God of hosts, look down from heaven and see. Have regard for this vine, the stock which your right hand planted. They have burned it with fire, they have cut it down. May they perish at the rebuke of your countenance. But let your hand be upon those of your right hand, the ones whom you have made strong for yourself. Then we will never turn back our back from you. Give us life, and we will call on your name. Restore us, O Lord God of hosts. Let your face shine that we may be saved.
Today's scripture is Matthew 1, 18 through 25. Now the birth of Jesus the Messiah took place in this way. When his mother Mary had been engaged to Joseph, but before they had lived together, she was found to be with child from the Holy Spirit. Her husband Joseph, being a righteous man and unwilling to expose her to public disgrace, planned to dismiss her quietly. But just when he had resolved to do this, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a dream and said, Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary as your wife, for the child conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. All this took place to fulfill what had been spoken by the Lord through the prophet. Look, the virgin shall conceive of and bear a son, and they will name him Emmanuel, which means God is with us. When, Jesus, uh, when Joseph awake from the sleep, he did as the angel of the Lord commanded him. He took her as his wife. He had no marital relations with her until she had born a son, and they had named him Jesus. The word of God for the people of God. Lord of us all who loves us with a perfect love. We are so grateful for what you did 2,000 years ago that has changed our lives today. Be with us in this story in real ways. Come to us. Let us find our place in it so that we know beyond all certainty that we surely have a place in your heart. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I am stunned. How can y'all just sit there like that? This story is appalling. In Matthew's version of the birth of Jesus, there are no singing angels. Did you hear any singing angels? Did you hear? No, there were no singing angels in that story. There were no shepherds watching. Just people sleeping around having dreams. There were no cattle lowing. There wasn't even a tiny baby in a manger. Read the story. No wrapped in swaddling cloths. No lying in a manger. That is appalling. Those are the sweet parts of Christmas. Who does Matthew think he is leaving these verses out, these parts out. How dare he? I am appalled. A woman gets pregnant before being married. Nowadays we call that Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. But back then she was dishonoring Joseph's family and her own family. I am appalled. Even worse, her fiancé has a dream and believes such a preposterous story. 
How gullible can a guy be? You know what I am? See? That's why he's your director. He's smart. I am appalled. And what kind of man makes a pregnant woman travel 70 miles on the back of a donkey when she's about to deliver any minute? I am appalled. And do you really mean to tell me that no one in the entire town can find a place for a woman who is about to give birth to stay? That would never happen in Rock Hill, South Carolina. And you know it. So you know what I am? Sherilyn, what am I? I'm glad you put an ED on the end and not an ING. Thank you. <laughs> Everyone wants to have a perfect Christmas. But if you want a perfect Christmas, then don't read Matthew's version of the story. In Matthew's Gospel, we learn that things were messed up long before Jesus came along. Look at the genealogy Matthew presents. There are some impressive characters in that genealogy. There is Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. You can call them the Holy Trinity of the Old Testament. You have King David and King Solomon, men known for their courage and their wisdom and for their tremendous faith. But then Matthew goes and uncovers some nasty, dirty little truths. In the genealogy, Matthew includes some rather unsavory kings, leaders of God's people who didn't think about God very often. It was Tamar whose behavior was nothing short of scandalous. Rahab, the pretty woman of her day, the pretty woman of Scripture, of Joshua, is in the list. And Ruth, an outsider, a Gentile, ooh, in the Jewish bloodline. And he writes of the wife of Uriah. He doesn't say King David's wife, he says, the wife of Uriah, reminding everyone of her sin, of David's sin. The Jesus family tree is more like a briar patch filled with thorns 
If Jesus lived in the South today, he would have been in trouble because someone would have asked him, so Jesus, who are your people? One of the things I love about church, you sit around a table with five, and I'm sorry, it's usually women, and then in five minutes, you will know everything there is to know about any person's name that's brought up. Down to who their pets are now and what their names are. It happens. But if it happened to Jesus nowadays, he would poke out his chest and proudly announce, I come from kings. My people are kings. And then he would hang his head low and say, I come from a bunch of con artists and liars, a bunch of pretty women and Gentiles and unwed mothers and no-account fathers. Matthew, Matthew, Matthew. Why are you giving us this kind of Christmas? It sounds more like a Jerry Springer show than Christmas. And you make Joseph such an important part of the story, Matthew? Why in the world did you do that? Yes, Joseph was a righteous man. He lived by the rules. He never drove his donkey faster than the speed limit. He was compassionate and considerate and caring. But look around, Matthew. There's a reason why nobody wants to be Joseph in the Christmas play. No lines to say, no songs to sing, never center stage, just always off to the side. He's just that guy leading that donkey on Christmas cards. He's just that tall kid wearing his father's bathrobe just standing there through the whole pageant. God bless St. Luke. He gives us the Hollywood version of Christmas, the version of Christmas we all know and love. Luke gives us shining stars and singing angels. Luke gives us curious and cuddly animals. Luke builds the drama. There's no place for them to stay. And she's about to have a baby. What's going to happen? In Luke, we get a king who kills children and wise men who interpret dreams. Is that supernatural enough for you? Mary and Joseph 
tender baby are running for their lives. Take notes, Matthew. That's how you tell a story. But no, Matthew, you have to go and give us our messy God. Our God who has a messy lineage full of sinners and wicked people and the righteous too. You have to give us our messy God who is up to his eyeballs in our messes from the minute he is born. Up to his eyeballs in our messes from the minute he is born. Everybody wants to have that perfect Christmas. But you know, if you read Matthew, even if you read Luke's version, which we'll do Christmas Eve, even Jesus didn't have a perfect Christmas. We want that almost fairy tale Christmas that St. Luke gives us. We want an almost magic kingdom birth. But life is rarely so perfect. Life is a whole lot messier. We need a messy God for that. Matthew gives us a Christmas that is out of control at least our control. Matthew gives us an unpredictable Christmas where anything can happen. Matthew unleashes the Holy Spirit who participates in conceiving a baby, who explains things to Joseph. Imagine that, a God who is explaining actions and behaviors taking, taken by God. Is that any way for a God to behave, to explain their actions? Our messy God does. God gives us a spirit who who descends upon the man Jesus at his baptism, who comes like wind and fire to his disciples at Pentecost, and who then sends these messy people out into a messy world to proclaim the perfect love of Jesus Christ. Messy people of the Christ child. May God bless you with a Matthew Christmas. Amen.
did any of y'all bring your parents today or people who know you, friends? They're all sitting out there. We are really glad you're here, and they will confirm that they look like angels and act like angels all of the time. Right? Good answer. Now you just need to keep your face from being a lie detector. But for the rest of us, I know there's an awful lot of good in my life. And I know there's an awful lot of bad in my life. There are things that I remember that, oh, I nailed it. I got it right. I said the right thing. I comforted the right person. I stood for the truth. And then there's other times where I'm not going to tell you about those times because they're too hard for me to even remember. And you know what? I bet you're the same way. You're kind of a mess. I'm kind of a mess. I need Matthew's messy God to take me where I need to be as God's child. God bless you with a Matthew Christmas. May the hope, peace, joy, and love of this season be with you now and forevermore. Amen. Mm -hmm.